The Glass Slipper Podcast. UNBC makes history in Charlotte. Showcasing the power of the underdog. I don't believe what I just saw. Hosted by Jake Ostrow. Here we go. Episode one here on the Glass Slipper Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Ostrow. And listen, I'll just get right to the chase here. This podcast is entirely about the underdog. Your Cinderella's, your upsets, the greatest moments in sports caused by the unlikeliest of heroes. It could be a player, it could be a team, it could be a moment. But I hope to bring in guests, fans, players, coaches, anyone with a connection to those moments that could relive those moments with me and you. And so we could share in that and just talk about some of the most powerful moments in sports. But this episode's going to be short and sweet and to the point. We're going to talk about my connection to the underdog, why the underdog is the most important piece in what makes sports the best form of entertainment and why sports in itself is so intercrossed with the underdog. And they are. It really is. You can't have sports without having the underdog, right? If everything went according to plan, then it wouldn't be sports. I think that's the one thing that makes sports the best form of entertainment. It champions over theater and music and TV and movies. Anything that you could think of, sports is better than it. There's no doubt in my mind that that's the case. Sports is better than anything else that you could think of doing for entertainment. And I'll tell you why. When you watch people in a theater, when you watch TV, when you listen to music, watch movies, read books, there's a script. You might not know what's going to happen next. Sometimes you can. There's foreshadowing and such in these storytelling adventures. But the people that are in the movie, are in the TV show, on stage, writing the book, they know what's going to happen. There is an end of the line, and they see it. And they react as such. They know it's going to happen. It's in the script. right? The outcome has already been determined. What makes sports the greatest form of entertainment, the greatest industry to be a fan of, is that unpredictability. Is that at any moment, anything can happen at any time. There's no foreshadowing. The momentum can all be swinging one team's way, and then all of a sudden, a team comes all the way back from the dead and wins it right at the last gasp. How many times do we see that time and time again? The fact that no one in the building knows what's going to happen next, least of all to the people that it's about to happen to. That's what makes sports the greatest. When that moment does come, when that upset happens, when the unthinkable happens, the emotion that you see on the people in the stands, on the videos that circulate the internet, on the, on the players in the field, that's raw. That's unadulterated, raw emotion on their face. Passion that is unrivaled in any other business. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. It takes the manliest men and turns them into crying babies. On both sides, win and lose, that happens. You, know, you have the, the joy of victory. And the unbelievable heartbreak of defeat. You see it. And you see athletes in peak physical condition. 
the epitome of human fitness on the ground in tears? I mean, that's I, what would cause these people to do that? Sports. Sports can do that. And that's the power of sports. And it's so much better. That emotion is so much greater when it comes from an underdog. When it comes from a Cinderella rags to riches story. Cinderella, the namesake of this podcast. right? We see it all the time in college basketball. March Madness, Cinderella teams. Loyola Chicago with Sister Jean. You can rally around that team. VCU and Shaka Smart back in the day. You rally around that team. You want them to win. You want them to win. Because when you're the underdog, you're overlooked. And you're coming to prove something. You play with heart. You play with determination. And it's really easy to root for you. When you're going up against the likes of the top teams. Your Goliath. Your David versus Goliath stories. And David comes out on top. The little guy comes out on top. And that emotion that you see. You want to be a part of that ride. Because they're the good guys in the story. There is no way that they can be painted as the villain. They're the good guys. Because if you root against them. You're just kicking them when they're already down. And the underdog, they play with heart and determination. Like they want to fight for a seat at that table. Because nothing's given to the underdog, to the Cinderella team. Nothing's given to them. They have to fight, claw, scrape for every inch. They don't have the swagger or the aura of the best player in the land, the best team in the land. But they want to play with the big boys. And when they succeed, oh, it's the best feeling in the world. You want to root for the little guy. I know I do. I am the little guy. I mean, if you know me, <laughs> I'm 5'6 on a good day, and, and that's probably pushing it. And I, I wasn't always this tall. I mean, when I, was, when I started high school, I was 4'9". I was 4'9 when I made JV basketball. I mean, granted, we were not a good team, and... I was the last guy off the bench, but when I got in the game, it's not hard to root for me because I stick out. I got this red hair, orange hair that you don't typically see on a basketball court. I'm this short redhead kid, and people like to see me in a game. They want to see me do well. I appreciate it. I'm so thankful for the support that I get, but I understand where it's coming from. They don't expect me to lead the team to victory. No, but they want to see me succeed because I'm the underdog in this. And that's the way I've always done everything in life. I mean, not just in sports, well beyond that. In in, in friendships, relationships, jobs. You gotta put in that extra ten percent, make it 120 percent. Because nothing is given to you. When I grew up playing basketball, maybe third grade, fourth grade. I still wasn't the biggest guy on the floor. I was by far the smallest. So I didn't go for rebounds. I went for steals. I earned the nickname Scrappy. That still sticks with me in some circles today. Scrappy because I inch and I claw for everything. I don't settle. And that's exactly what someone who needs to prove themselves does. Because it's not given to them. They want to be at the top. They want to be a part of this fraternity of elite talent. But 
They're not. They're not naturally gifted like that. They're not what you would expect. Maybe they were overlooked. Maybe they're an inch or two too small. Maybe they're underweight. And just because you're an underdog doesn't mean that you are not as good. I mean, there are plenty of underdogs that are excelling. I mean, Russell Wilson has been overlooked his entire career. He's a top five NFL quarterback. LeBron James. <laughs> you thought LeBron James wasn't an underdog? Please. LeBron James is an underdog. Everywhere he goes, he carries that underdog mentality. A kid from Akron. I've been watching a lot of the 2016 finals over and over and over again. When LeBron finally won one for his hometown Cleveland. Cleveland! This is for you! That's amazing, and that's an amazing moment. But what comes afterwards strikes me so much more. He goes, I'm just a kid from Akron. I'm not supposed to be here. And he's right. LeBron James made $150 million, upwards of $150 million last year. In his hometown, the average person will make, give or take, $50,000. LeBron, from where he's from, He's not supposed to be the most popular athlete in the world. He's not supposed to be the face of basketball, the best player in the league, possibly of all time. I won't make that ruling for you. But he is. I love watching him succeed and seeing that raw emotion. LeBron James on the floor sobbing like a baby because he was finally able to win a championship for his hometown. And that whole series, down 3-1, they were written off. No team had ever come back down 3-1 in the finals before, and he did it. That's an underdog. You might have been in the NBA finals. You might have had the best player in the league on your team. You were still down 3-1. Never happened before. That's an underdog. But I think that that's the most significant part of sports. Sports for so long has been a way out for people in underprivileged communities, a way to provide for families. How many times do we see these players from underprivileged inner city communities going on to make millions, buying their mom and their brother houses, buying their sister a car, providing like the family had never been able to before? That's what sports is, and that's what makes sports so emotional how can you not be emotional about sports it's full of players that have been cast away at some point in their life everyone loves to tell the story michael jordan was cut from his high school basketball team his sophomore year he was he was overlooked and he came back stronger and became michael jordan at the end of the day Sports are our escape. No matter what's plaguing you, no matter what's going bad in your life, at the end of the day, you can turn on the TV, sit down with a beer, and watch the game. And for those few hours, nothing else matters. Because you're a part of something that's bigger. You're a part of a community 
that has your back. You might feel alone in this world, but you know that you're not when you're surrounded by 100,000 screaming football fans. You're not alone in that moment. You're not alone in the bar when you hit a walk-off home run and everyone's celebrating and high-fiving and drinking. You're not alone. No matter what's going bad in your life, there is that community to support you. And no time has been more telling that that is a fact than right now. Because in March, sports was ripped from us. It was ripped right out of our hands. And we're just now starting to get it back. But for three, it'll be four months. By the time the NBA comes back and MLB comes back, for four months, we were without sports. We didn't have that escape. And it is so easy to feel alone. I was in Indianapolis for the men's basketball Big Ten tournament when that season was canceled. The NCAA tournament, the Big Ten tournament, college basketball was shut down. I was going to broadcast the Rutgers basketball game. That Rutgers team, my school, was a team full of underdogs. Guys who had few Power 5 offers were overlooked, were given an opportunity to play at a Big Ten school like Rutgers, a bottom feeder in the conference. These guys who were overlooked their entire lives, were putting together this incredible season where they were taking on the nation's best and they were taking it to them. The Rutgers went on to win 20 games, 11 league games, on our way to the first NCAA tournament in 29 years. That's what I was gearing up for. That's what these guys were gearing up for. And it was ripped away. Just like that, 13 minutes before a tip-off. And it was weird being in the arena. Leading up to the game, it was empty, it was quiet, it was eerie. And all I could think, everything was going on. And we see what happened. All I could think was how badly I needed those two hours of basketball. How badly I needed to just switch off. For those two hours, I just needed basketball. And I wasn't given that. And as bad as I feel for myself, I feel for the players who worked that hard. Underdogs are the most powerful tool the sports industry has. You see no better example than the NCAA tournament. College basketball is where the Cinderella story is born. UMBC, the first 16 seed. To ever knock off a number one. Not only did they knock off a number one. They knocked off the number one overall Virginia. And they. That Virginia team was really good. They ran the table in the country. Against the nation's top teams. Duke, UNC. You name it. They ran the table in the ACC. And they got stopped. By UMBC. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that a tear. Didn't come to my eye. As that game started to wind down. And I know UMBC throttled them. I mean absolutely obliterated Virginia. Didn't matter. It was just witnessing history like that. You feel for them. You see it. You see it on their face. 
Because everyone had written them off. It's UMBC, please. No one thought it was going to happen. Least of all to the players on the court. Now, they would never admit it because they're going to go out and they're going to try their hardest. But they know what their role is in the tournament. They're thrown to the wayside. 16 seeds come in to play a formality game instead of giving the number one overall seed a bye. That's really all it is. It was It's a formality game. But they didn't take it like that. They wanted it just a little bit more. And they're rewarded. And underdog stories, I mean, that's evergreen in show business, in theater. I mean, how, how interesting would a story be about a team that's always dominated and then continues to dominate? I mean, listen, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I am. But I want to watch a movie about the Yankees. I wouldn't. <laughs> it, it, there's nothing there. Because they're the best, and you know they're the best. They know they're the best. And everyone expects them to win. The most common presentation is a coming-of-age story, your, your rags-to-riches, come-from-nothing, slumdog millionaire, Cinderella story. It's different in sports. It's so different in sports. Because it's not scripted. It's not predictable. You can't tell me you know what's going to happen. You think you know what's going to happen. You have no idea. Anything can happen at any time. And no one knows what's going to happen. Least of all to the people it's about to happen to. And that's what makes sports the greatest thing ever. That we've missed it so much. Why that's made this time in our history... That much more difficult because we don't have that escape. We don't have that place to go. Over the course of this podcast, I'm going to talk about a different upset, a different Cinderella story, different underdog that triumphed when their moment was presented. I'm going to talk to people in that moment, fans that remember it, the player themselves the coach, anyone that can talk about it on a personal level. And you're going to hear the emotion when they get taken back to that moment. However many years ago it was, it could be as recent as this past year. Doesn't matter how long ago it was. Could be eight months, could be 80 years. When an underdog fulfills that moment, when they rise to the occasion that nobody expected them to, that's powerful stuff. That you cannot replicate in anything else. You can try. Believe me, people try. They fail. There's no way to replicate. You could tell the same story about an underdog, a true story in sports. And you can make a movie about it, but the movie will not have that same level of reaction as it did in that moment. Because when you put that underdog, push him into the corner, write them off, that's where they come alive. You're asking them to prove themselves one more time, please. That's what they're born doing. Hey, listen, that's going to just about do it for episode one here on the Glass Slipper podcast. Make sure you follow me for more updates about guests and shows. 
over at Jake Ostrove on Twitter. That's at Jake, O-S-T-R-O-V-E. I'll have tons of updates there about upcoming guests, show releases, news, anything else. You got it. That's all right there on my Twitter. Make sure you go check that out. Episode 2 coming real soon. So take care. Have a good rest of your day. And we'll talk real soon.